We're on page 65 in the booklet. We go to a fascinating question that the Achreinim deal with. That is whether or not someone who sold his chametz by appointing a agent, the Rav, for example, to sell his chametz, and then went and bought more chametz, or he gained possession of more chametz after he sold his chametz, but before the Rav went and sold it, can the Rav sell that chametz? Can the Rav sell chametz that his, the, the person who appointed him to sell it didn't yet own the chametz at the time he appointed him? He only acquired it later. Can the Rav sell that chametz as well? So this is most famously dealt with, with by the Ayin Yamtiv, the Jews in Yamtiv, in Orachem Sinlam Ches. Um, so we're on again page sixty-five on the right column. Ashal kvade echlinik bishum shabam lebez nasay shluchim limkar chemsev adayin nechot piyodam. The shoyel wants to know how should he work with the people who they come from out of town to the bezin to sell to appoint them to sell the chametz on their behalf, and they themselves don't have the chametz yet. Could the bezin sell the chametz on their behalf? So tshuva says that in the government of the Talmud, I was was my custom. I would always, you know, command the people who came to sell their chametz. They would ask them, if the chametz that you're selling, do you already own it? If it's not yet by them, and they only bought it after they appointed the bezin to sell the chametz, it doesn't help the fact that they, prior to this, appointed the bezin to be an agent, because we ask him, anything that the principal cannot do himself as agent cannot be appointed to do on his behalf. They themselves, the principals, would not be able to sell this chametz that they do not have yet, because you can't sell something that isn't yet in your possession. So just like they can't sell it themselves, they cannot appoint an agent to sell it. Even though at the time the agent is going ahead with the sale, by now the principal has received the chametz, but that doesn't help. They cannot, were not able to empower him to be a shliach on chametz that they themselves couldn't do. So this is, I got this problem, and he was saying because of this problem, he actually encouraged people to only sell their chametz after they had finished getting possession of any chametz. So he goes on with a long chuva with different ways of perhaps dealing with this issue. Turning the page, the Anigamtu continues on page 66. He says, It would be better. What should someone do if he's in this situation where he's selling his chametz and the chametz is not yet in his hands? What he can do is, He can use a kinyan to sell the 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 possession, I mean, not the possession, the, the, the property, meaning the place where it will be stored, he can sell that rishos together with the chametz to the shliach. The kivon, the shliach, who yisrael, yikno le'echatzer, as a chametz, k'sheyikim teres chatzer. So even though at the time he goes ahead with this, so instead of just appointing the bezdin, he sells his chametz and his possession to the bezdin. So now the bezdin doesn't yet own it, because it is da'vashalabayilam, but since he's a shliach, and he was, it was, since he's a Yisrael and it was already sold to him, he, the Bezdin is a Yisrael and it was sold to them together with the Chatzar, so as soon as it does arrive in the Chatzar, they'll be kited. If someone made a Dabash sale and they actually went through with it, when the thing arrived, they actually went through with it and the person took possession of it, so then the sale will be valid. So then, and then the Bezdin or the appointee can go sell the Chatzar to the guy. 
By that time, they already took possession of it. And he'll sell to the guy using Kinn Agav, a Bikin Suder. And you won't have to use a Kinn Chatzar for the guy because that we discussed last week. There is a big shaila whether or not Kinn Chatzar will be effective for the guy if he's not actually standing there. So that's the Ainu bottom line. He's basically saying that it, it is a problem. And a way out of it is by instead of just appointing the agent to sell it, you sell him the chametz together with the possession, together with the property where it will be located, and that way, whenever it arrives, he'll be kainet bekin chatzer, and then he can sell it when the time for the sale arrives. Going now to page sixty-seven, Dirim Akil is also dealing with this question, and he says, was always bothered by the fact that they appoint a shliach, they appoint the agent to sell chametz that they don't yet own. If they actually go through to say later and the buyer takes possession of it, it'll work. So first he suggests that if you sell the the goy, the chatzar, he'll get it when when the chametz arrives. But he points out that that may not work because the guy is not standing by the chatzar. Often the Yisrael himself is buying chametz that's not in his own possession and it hasn't gotten to him yet. Suggests that he should sell the Rishos together with the Chomets to the other Jew. And then he'll sell it after the Chomets arrives in his possession. It's impossible in a big city for all of the sellers of Chomets to all show up at the last minute after they already got all their Chomets. And everyone's going to know how to do this technical way of doing it, of selling the chametz together with the rishos to the to the agent. Which brings us back to the question, how do we deal with this issue of chametz that arrives into possession of the seller after he has already appointed the agent to sell on his behalf? So going to the second column of the Dirim Akil on the left side, Venir Buzah. He suggests the following novel approach. Someone who hires a worker, not a shliach now, now dealing with a hired worker. And he hires him to protect and, and be busy with his field when the produce actually grows. To cut, to, cut, to cut the produce when it grows. This is the sharecropper that's mentioned in the chas. Of course he has to do what he was hired to do. Even though the crops haven't yet shown up. Just like you can make a shibud regarding a something that hasn't yet come to fruition, you can make a shibud haguf that is relevant to a but it's true that he is a pile, meaning he's a hired worker, which means that he could be chayzer in the interim. If somebody hires a worker and tells him, go find Matthias for me, lost items that he really will take possession of, and that works. Even though at that point when he hired him, the Matthias didn't yet exist. 
after the even though the case the Gemara happens to be say is discussing that he told him to go collect fish in a place where they were already washed up to shore. If in the process of his work, he comes across a wallet full of coins, and since he was hired to get mitzias for his uh, for the one who hired him for his employer, so it'll work even for this that he finds for this wallet that he finds. So you'll have to explain the reasoning why. Since a poil is not just a simple agent, he has the rule of Yad Poil His hand is like the hand of the employer. So he's constantly able to be Zeich on behalf of the Balbais. Since that was the job, that's what he was hired for. So now every Mitzvah he picks up is being done on behalf of the employer. Since it's common when you sell chametz, you're pointing the bezdin to sell it. The both the chametz you already have and that you will get, and and you pay for it. It's normal to it's common to pay the bezdin for their efforts to sell on his behalf. So that makes creates a shibud even regarding the chametz that hasn't yet arrived. And their hand is like his hand for this. So now they can even fulfill his agency when the thing arrives because you know, this is not just a regular agent. Here you have the added benefit of the Yad Poil because he's paid for his services. So Agav on page 68, we quote Rav Sternbach, who adds several more reasons why it is halachically beneficial to pay the appointee, whether it's the Rav or or some other agency that's selling a chametz on your behalf, it is worthwhile to pay them. It changes their status in, in different ways, and it makes the Kenyan more effective. So that is one way out. Not everyone agrees with this. So we have another way out, which is a very novel approach, and it has very, very far-reaching ramifications. This is quoted by the Tzemach Tzedek in, on page 69 of the book, the Tzemach Tzedek, or Chaim Simon so he's discussing the in a city that they appoint the Rav to, as the agent to sell the Chomets. And that he specify he should please sell for them the Chomets that will arrive later. They, they, they work out this agency, they appoint him two or three days before Pesach. And other people smaller homeowners will bring their chametz to the homeowner who went through with the sale and they'll give him their chametz as a matana. So, says they already, the larger balabayas, he already went through with, this, with the appointing the agent and then he's first getting other chametz. Does that work? Um, the the, the Balabais himself was not able to sell the stuff that he's getting later. So he's again he's bothered with the very same question. So he goes through a bunch of different stadim, and we go to skip to on the left column Hagimel, the third point. Since the seller or the principal clearly revealed that he's appointing this, authorizing this agent to do so, to do this on his behalf, 
even though the shlichus practically doesn't work because you cannot make a shlich on something you can't do yourself. Since it's a schus for the person and he revealed his intention that he wants the person to do it, so he's allowed to sell it because he doesn't want to lose his chametz and shlich arbali arbali motzei. In fact, that's for sure Nikhalei, that's ready enough to say that the Rav can go solemnly on his behalf. Skipping to the bottom, he continues, Because of the Din of you should write that clearly that you're appointing him as as in beneficial to you for him to sell any comments. Since you said clearly that for you you consider it to be a schos, it definitely will work. Okay, so that gives us a, a broad latitude on selling things that we consider to be a schos for the Mishalech. This opens up a whole uh, Pandora's box about doing schia to even some want to stretch it to writing a get on behalf of someone who didn't authorize the writing of a get because we could say it's a schos for him. So this is a major machlekes of uh, the, the early early achreinim down to later achreinim, the mekavas hamishnah, the ktsas achreish, and others. Whether there's such a concept of zochin may adam, you can since if you know something is beneficial to someone, you can you can even do something that's like a sale that you're taking something away from him technically because it's for his benefit.